Listen. Everybody, this is Ask Dr. Gans, the podcast. Stress, everybody's got it, everybody feels it, but what do you do with it? How can you get it handled so that you can be your best, do your best, and most importantly, feel your best in all areas of your life? Well, that's what we're all about at Ask Dr. Gans, the podcast. I'm your host, Bryn Griffiths, alongside registered psychologist, Dr. Gans Ferentz. How you doing today? I'm great, man. How you doing? <laughs> We're off to a rollicking start. I forgot to turn my mic up. It's kind of uh, it's kind of the day we're having. Right? That's a rookie mistake by a broadcaster of, with over thirty four years of experience. It happens to everybody. But absolutely, I'm not going to stress out about it. Well, there you go. Uh, this is podcast number twelve. The topic today is surviving stress in uncertain times. Yeah. The American Psychology Association is reporting that stress, anxiety, and depression have all seen a significant spike since the recent U.S. elections. And, of course, you know, we've just come through the Canadian election. So, uh, obviously, there's something we've got to talk about here today. People are way more on edge. And here are some of the ways you can deal with uncertainty in... uh, in taking a look at world events and trying to put a positive spin on it. Where do you want to start with this? Uh, this well, is a tough one today. It, it is, you know, because I, I think um, we we have a lot more information coming at us. And the problem with the way that the news media has been developed uh, last decade or two is that everybody is looking for more eyeballs, more ears, so, you know, earballs, I guess. <laughs> um, but, you know, the people are really looking for more uh, more attention. And unfortunately... What the stuff that people pay attention to is the crisis stuff, right? It's the stuff that doesn't look good. The, the, the unhappy news gets a lot more attention right. than the stuff that's positive. So um, we get a lot more information coming at us, and it tends to be more negative. And there, there are some uncertain things going on in the world right now, right? Um, no matter where you are, no matter what country you are in, there's always stuff going on. And what, what, we, what we've seen um, as psychologists is that people, because they are more, um, they have more access to this information, right. they are feeling more stressed generally than they were, say, 10, 20, 30 years ago. And so this is, this is an important thing. And I think looking at what we can do to, first of all, recognize stress for ourselves and then make sure that we're doing stuff to mitigate as much as we can and then, you know, be our best, but then share that with the other people that we care about, particularly if you got kids, help your kids to be able to manage this stuff as well for themselves so they don't get stressed out. We talked about this in an episode weeks ago about the, the, the fact that maybe it's not a bad idea to turn your cell phone off yeah. for a little while and give yourself a bit of a break from the stressful world of social media. Oh, yeah. Because, and it's working for me. Yeah. I, I've done it. You've tried it. And yeah. it is, it's really refreshing for yeah. me. I, I went through that anxiety early of turning the phone off, wondering, yeah, yeah. am I going to miss a call? Am I going to miss somebody's tweet? But you know what? There's so much stuff out there, stressful stuff, that that was a really helpful hint. It, yeah, it, it really does work. And and we, we don't think about it because, like everything else, there's a little bit of creep that happens, right? 
So the new iPhone comes out or a new social media platform happens and everybody's on it. Oh, you're on this yet. Are, are you on that yet? And so we, we, we just add, we keep adding stuff and we don't really remember that we also need to delete some stuff from time to time and take a break from stuff from time to time. You know, I was watching the news the other day and it was awesome <clears throat> because right now there are like really expensive high end vacations you can take where you go and you live like the Amish, basically, right? Like basically ground yourself. You ground yourself, right? So you, you go to these places, you're, it's very rustic, but you have no Wi-Fi, you have no internet access, sometimes you don't have electricity, and people are paying big bucks to be able to unplug because many of us can't do it by ourselves. We have to almost be forced to do it to be able to unplug, but people swear by this. They love it. And they go and they do this for a couple of days or a week or whatever. They come back, they're a different person. So you're, you're absolutely right. Being able to take a break from social media or the technology generally, I think is really important. Have you been able to do that? I do. Every now and then I shut stuff off and, you know, I, I love turning my phone off and just like kind of leaving it in another room and just walking away from it. Right. And, you know, it, it's funny because, um, my wife has commented on that because sometimes I don't. And if there's something going on, I might have my phone with me in the evenings and we're watching TV or we're just kind of hanging out and I'm, I'm constantly checking. Or if it buzzes, I was like, okay, I got to, you know, text this person back or whatever. And, you know, she's been super pre um, uh, patient, but she doesn't like it. And I get it because it's like, oh, the virtual person's more important than the flesh and blood person in front of you clearly, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're not the only one that's probably heard that. Yeah. And in fact, let's talk about that. When people take a look at the stress and they think it's only them, I bet you look around the room right. of 10 people and maybe eight of the people in that room, if not even higher, <laughs> are all basically going through the same situation that they are. Absolutely. This is one of the most, most uh, ubiquitous things that we have, right? This is something that we all have. There's a saying that says, you know, what we believe is most unique about us is usually what's most universal about us, right? Mm -hmm. So really everybody's going through the same thing. But, but here's, here's the thing. Okay, so there's, there's two problems with looking around and seeing that everybody else is feeling like that. One, uh, it, it can make us feel like, okay, all right, well, I'm not alone, that's, that's, uh, so I'm not weird, which is good. But we kind of get used to what we see. If everybody else is miserable and stressed out and hyper and you know, kind of depressed, well, this is just normal, right? right? And so we tend to think, oh, this is just normal, so I'll just, yeah, nothing to do with it. And we get used to it or we accept it and don't really do what we need to address it or make life better for ourselves. So that's, that's problem number one. Number two is that, and I don't know, you know, you've probably seen it. A lot of our listeners may have seen it. If you go to like new parents, right. And the kid is like kind of again, not really comfortable. They're kind of having a hard time and the new parents trying to figure out, okay, how do we, oh man, settle the kid. Oh no, what's going on? What am I doing wrong? Right. Yeah. Some older person comes in, right? Grandmother, mother, aunt, uncle. They hey, can can I try? Can I hold the baby for a little bit? They hold the baby. The baby settles down and goes to sleep, right? Yeah. <laughs> right, you've seen it. <laughs> so what is happening there is that the older individuals coming in, got the experience, they're calmer. They're actually bringing calm, quiet, and, and a groundedness to them. And so the the baby's little nervous system kind of holds on to that. So, oh, okay, finally a place to ground. So here's the problem. When everybody around us is stressed, we don't have that older grandmother person to come into the room and help us settle, right? So 
it's hard for us. This is why, you know, people who go through a disaster like a flood or a storm or, you know, we had the fires up north here a couple of years ago. The problem with this is that everybody in the area, everybody around us is going through the same thing. So it's hard to find somebody who feels settled and grounded and feels like they're okay so that we can kind of be in their presence and kind of feel like, okay, <sighs> okay, I'm good now. There was one guy, though. He was the fire chief up Absolutely. in Fort Mac. And he was Darby, the one. I think his name, right? Uh, yeah, and yeah. he retired. But mm-hmm. he was the one guy where you went, wow, look how calm he is. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And everybody feels better when you see Absolutely. somebody like that, a leader in his community. Well, this is what it is. When you have leadership like that, where somebody can be that grounding influence, it does help to settle people down. And even if it's through the, you know, we bashed technology earlier, but even if it's through the technology, whether it's TV or radio or what it is, I, uh, I worked with a lot of the first responders that came out of that fire. And that is one thing that I will say is that they they were the rock for so many people who were in like just terror and crisis. And these brave men and women were doing what they needed to do a lot of times when their own um, property was at risk, their own lives were at risk, and they did what they needed to do. And fortunately, they had a good system so that when they came out of that, there was somebody to take care of them as well. So, um, But yeah, but this is the problem when everybody else is going through the same thing. We have to be a lot more diligent to find somebody who's settled that we can kind of hang out with and borrow their calm, so to speak, so yeah. we can kind of get ourselves settled. We record in our studio in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. So if somebody's listening, not only in another province different or country. in the U.S. or a different country, just Google Fort McMurray fires and it'll it'll kind of bring things home for yeah, you. It's really, really one of the biggest disasters, I think, in North American yeah, history. Yeah, it was a like very that. expensive yeah, really one for our yeah. nation. There's no denying that. Uh, This is Ask Dr. Gans, the podcast. We're talking about stress. Check us out on Facebook. Just check out Ask Dr. Gans. It's pretty simple. Okay, now, what do the problems look like? Like, We have to recognize these things before we can correct them. Well, yeah, and this is the problem when, when, you know, stress can be very um, insidious, right? It can sneak up on us. So, you know, you really want to do something on a regular basis to check in with yourself to see how you're doing. And a lot of times we, we don't know that we should, or we just sort of get used to feeling crappy and then we just kind of keep on going. But if you're finding that you're having like more irritability, for example, or you're having a hard time sleeping, your mind can't settle. Uh, sometimes people um, tend to drink a little more or, or do other habits that aren't good to them to a larger extent. Um, you know, you can have aches and pains, even you can have like sexual dysfunction, all these different things are symptoms of stress that a lot of people may not even be aware of. And like I said, they happen so slowly. Sometimes it just doesn't even seem like, oh yeah, I don't know. For the last few months, I haven't quite been sleeping right or, or whatever it is. But all these things are things that are not the way they should be. And they're, they're kind of draining your quality of life. So if you start to pay attention to that and say, well, you know, no, this is, this is not where I need to be. This is not what's good. What can I do instead? And that you bring some awareness to that. I was talking to, um, actually I work with a lot of like police officers, right? In my, in my private practice and, uh, you know, talking to a few folks that do like the counterfeiting stuff. Right. Right. And one of the things that, uh, they brought out was you'd think that they would study a lot of like, okay, well, how do you counterfeit this bill or what, what's this one look like and what else is out there? How are, how are the criminals doing it? And they, they do study that to some extent, but what they really study is the real thing. And the idea is that if they can get really, really familiar with what the real item looks like, anything that's not that item, anything that's not real is going to stand out to them, right? 
And that's, that's kind of the mindset that I want us to develop is that we know what it feels like to feel good and feel healthy and feel optimal so that when we start not feeling that, that's the first alarm bell that comes up. Usually the way we're geared, we don't really go to seek help until we're bleeding from the eyes basically, right? I mean, we'll just tough it out. Even yeah. sometimes taking in like an Advil or an aspirin, it's like, ah, I'll tough it out. Okay, I couldn't take it anymore, so I finally took something, right? But the idea is once we get uh, familiar with what feels good, then we can actually say, okay, this doesn't feel good anymore. So I start need to start to pay attention to what else is off and what can I do about it. But this is easier said than done, I got to think, because let, let's take a look at uh, men. I've seen a yeah. study about men who've had heart attacks. Yeah. And they had the warning signs <laughs> up to a month earlier before oh, the yeah. heart attack. And afterwards they go, man, I don't know what I was thinking. So right. obviously – we, we've got to find a way to tune our body into accepting the signals that our body's giving us. Right. Well, this is, this is exactly my point, right? And we, we, I don't think we're taught to think that way. That's, that's the part of it, right? I mean, our whole system sort of negatively geared. I've gone to the doctor when I feel crappy. I feel crappy. Does the blood test, you know, listens to my heart, checks my blood pressure. All those things are within normal parameters. I'm quote unquote healthy. Right. And, and yes, I'm healthy in that I don't have like, you know, I'm not having a heart attack. I'm not dying. Right. So I'm healthy in that way, but I'm not optimal. I'm just not sick. Right. Um, but I might not be, be, be good. So, and so it's, it's a flipping of the mindset around, okay, instead of just surviving our lives, how can we get to a place where we feel good, understand what that feels like so that when we know that, and so that when we start feeling, okay, well, yeah. I don't know, my chest is a little tightened. Oh, man, I don't know. Last couple of weeks has been a little harder to breathe. I'm getting winded going upstairs. Yeah. You know, these things are like those early warning signs that you want to pay attention to, right? And, and you know, if you're used to feeling good and you're not feeling good anymore, you need to check it out. This is Ask Dr. Gans, the podcast. We're talking about stress as we do every week. You can check us out online at askdrgans.com. Okay, there's a term, executive monkey, which I, I just love saying the word monkey, but that's just me. It makes me feel good. But what is an executive monkey, and why should people not become an executive monkey? So the idea of this, is this was an experiment they did back in the 60s and 70s, right? So they had a group of monkeys that they were the worker monkeys, and they taught them to do certain uh, tasks. What they did was they kept increasing the tasks or making, the, making them more difficult, so the monkeys started to make mistakes, what they would do, and again, this is back when, you know, people weren't quite as aware and kind to animals as they should be, right? But they would shock the monkey every time they made a mistake. So after a, a, a number of these runs, they would then measure the stress level of these monkeys compared to monkeys that weren't getting shocked, for example. And surprise, they were highly, much more highly stressed than the, like the calm monkeys, right? Right. So then they did the experiment again. They had worker monkeys, but then each worker monkey was paired with a quote-unquote executive monkey. So the executive monkey did not do any work, but every time the worker monkey made a mistake, both monkeys would get shocked. So the executive monkey was getting shocked based on the worker monkey's work. Then when they looked at the stress levels of both monkeys, and what they found was the worker monkey was the same level of stress as the other worker monkeys, but the executive monkeys, their levels of stress was much higher than the worker monkey's stress. And they couldn't figure it out. Then they realized, oh, so the key thing is here is control. So the, the executive monkey had no control over whether or not he or she was going to get shocked, whereas the working monkey could at least connect the dots around, okay, my behavior creates my consequences. So if we're dealing with a lot of stress in our environment, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of, lot of difficult things that are coming at us, 
we are in that executive monkey position. So that stress level can be very, very high. So somebody who's going through, somebody who's a spouse or a partner or a friend of somebody going through a, um, a, uh, an illness, for example. Okay. They are getting the stress based on what's happening to somebody else. And so sometimes we feel like, oh, well, I shouldn't feel stressed. This poor person's actually going through it. Yes, they are going through it and they, they would feel the stress. But you as a person who's also feeling the consequences of something you have nothing and no control over, your stress may actually be higher at times than the person going through it. So no need to feel guilty, but also it's really important to then look after yourself extra, not thinking that you just have to give to the person who's going through it. How do we avoid this kind of stuff? There's got to be some great habits to get into to yeah. kind of maybe, I guess, head this off at the pass. Well, the, the big overarching idea is you want to give yourself as much control in the situation as you can, especially when there's a lot of uncertainty in your life. So anything, and it, it's, it can sound silly, but even something like making your bed every morning, um, going to bed at the same time, getting up at the same time. If you got a workout schedule, keeping that workout schedule. Something that really helps is to have a regular eating schedule, right? And I suggest you eat often. You spread out your meals throughout the day and you eat like every three to four hours or whatever it is so that you're actually getting an input of nutrition on a regular basis. Keeps your blood le- blood sugar levels, you know, reasonably um, stable and, you know, keeps your mood positive. But anything you can give to give yourself to have that sense of control over your environment, over your life, that's going to help you feel better. And then those, those, uh, those activities that I mentioned are things that are just generally healthy. Exercise is extremely healthy when dealing with stress. It helps you burn off stress, gives you the endorphins, and helps you just feel better generally. Uh, I've, I've talked about journaling on the podcast in the past, right? Yes. Writing out your feelings, helping yourself to, to get those feelings out, but also giving yourself some objectivity into what it is that you're thinking and you're feeling so you can then make more sense of it. I'm a big proponent in talking to a psychologist. I have my own psychologist. I've been talking to somebody for almost 30 years now, and it's one of those things that I will never stop doing. I will always have that person in my life and at my corner to have that place where I can unload, talk to somebody about stuff, but also get perspective on things. Because, you know, when we're in the middle of our stuff, we don't always have the perspective that's, uh, that we should have. And just a little reframe can make all the difference in terms of how we feel, whether it's good or bad, and uh, what we can do about it to create a better outcome in our lives. It's funny, I, I have a stress-relieving thing that I do that uh, everybody in the household finds a little weird, and that is I turn into a dog when I basically just stare out the window for a little while, oh, and awesome. it seems to ground me. And I, and I remember the first time I did this was last February mm. when we were going through an unbelievably tough cold snap where the daily temperatures were not getting above minus 28 Celsius, and that's about the same Fahrenheit, but that... That just that five or ten minutes where I'm just looking outside, mm-hmm. my mind was able to clear. Absolutely. And, and basically, what you're saying here, I I think that I, you know, as much as I said I was like the dog looking out the window, but it made me feel much better. Yeah, yeah. Well, you stopped all the inputs. You know what I mean? You just stopped and said, "Okay, I'm going to stare outside." At, I guess at minus thirty, it's like the snow or <laughs> whatever else that yeah. is out there, right? But just to stay, just taking a, a a moment or two or ten minutes or whatever to be still has huge benefits, right? It is really, really important to just kind of shut the brain down for a while, let it like just rest and breathe and reset. It's a bit of a meditative state is how I view it. Well, and meditation generally is good, whether it's yoga or actually, um, uh, you know, like uh, guided meditation or even 
you know, uh, t- paying attention to your breath as you walk even can be a meditation. So anything that's like that is going to be very helpful. Snow crunching under my feet. I oh, love yeah, that yeah. sound. It's yeah. uh, There's something soothing about it. I yeah. don't know what it is. Uh, I guess one thing before we uh, wrap things up mm-hmm. here is it's it's important for people to remember that things are actually getting better. Absolutely. When you, th- you know, because... L- what we said at the top of the podcast, right? There's a lot of stuff coming at us in terms of negative news and that sort of thing. But um, you really want to start to pay attention to what the real truth is. I was talking to somebody today and uh, I was, I was, you know, we're just kind of kicking some ideas back and forth. And I said, you know, if, if life was as bad as people made out to be, or whether it's the news or social media or whatever, like stuff would be on fire in the streets, right? I mean, oh, the yeah. fact is that the majority of people are kind. The majority of people are supportive. You know, there's, there's, there's good, there's order, there's kindness in the world. We can always find examples of people who are behaving badly or people who make bad choices. But generally around us, things are going better. Child mortality rates are, are better. Uh, literacy rates around the world are better. Poverty is better. Even the environment is to some extent getting better because people are starting to pay more attention to that. Um, I know sometimes economic certainty can be up and down, but generally, you know, you really think about it in North America or even in Western culture, the poorest among us are, are far, far better off than, than people in other countries. And even, even in this decade, you know, the poorest among us are still better off than, you know, the middle class, say 50 years ago in terms of how, you know, quality of life and safety and health and that sort of thing. So there's a lot of good to pay attention to and, you know. <laughs> Look for the I, good stuff. Well, you know, they say where your mind goes, your ass will follow, right? So yep. it's like think about the good <laughs> stuff and the rest of you will get there as well. That's it. We're out of time. And that just blew by today. So fast. Uh, one of the things that we have to tell everybody is that we absolutely love feedback. So don't hesitate to drop us a line. And we have a mission here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen. Want everybody to get the best they can with the with you know what we do and what we offer you. So definitely go check out our website. Um, there's lots of tools and free stuff on there, so you can get what you need to make your life better. And that website is Ask Doctor Gans. That's Doctor Dr. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's real simple. Just click on it, and it'll open up a whole new world for you, and takes take a lot of stress off. Absolutely, I'm that's pretty the whole. Sure that. That's the whole goal. Thanks for your time today. Hey, always great to be with you and having this chat. And there we go. (laughs) One, two, three. Listen.